Um, so today's call is going to be all about the best friend paradox, okay? And how that could be the one thing that saves you uh, when you're facing temptation, or the one thing that pulls you out of your lowest lows, okay? So this is a really cool um, shift in thinking I wanna go over. But first, what I want you to do, okay, I want you to think of a woman or a girl in your life that you have so much love for? Who is that one woman or girl in your life that you love, that you respect, that you want to make proud, that you want to be a good example for? Okay, who is that one woman that you want to be a good example for, you want to lead uh, because you want to make them proud? Who is that person? Mother, daughter, aunt, niece, best friend? Okay, comment in the comment section. Tell me their name and who they are to you. So Mary, your mother, Jessica, your niece, tell me who they are in your name. So I got daughters, nieces, moms, sisters. So these people are very, very special to us. Very special. So much so that if I asked you to describe your relationship, I bet you couldn't even put it into words, right? They mean that much so to you, that much to you, okay? Now, I want you to think for a second, okay? If that person, if that woman or girl, she came up to you, okay? She came up to you and said, I feel so ugly. I hate my face. I hate my body. I'm just so ugly. Ugh. If she came up to you and said that, what would you say to her? Comment in the comment section. If that person who you love so dearly came to you and said, I feel so ugly today. Oh my God. I hate my reflection in the mirror. What would you tell her? What would you say to her in that moment? You tell her you're beautiful. Exactly. Are you crazy? Shut up. You're beautiful. Exactly. You'd say no. You'd say you are beautiful. And if she came up to you and said, I'm just going to quit. I'm going to give up. I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this. I'm just too hard. I'm going to give up. If she came to you and wanted to give up on something, what would you tell her? What would you tell her? Put it in the comment section. If she wanted to give up. She just wanted to give in because something was too hard and she wanted to take the easy way out or she wasn't seeing any results or progress or she wasn't moving in the right direction or she was failing a lot. She wanted to give up. She came to you and said, I want to give up. You tell her, you can do it. Keep pushing it. You can do it. We can do it together. I love that. Exactly. And if she came up to you and she said, you know, I really don't feel like I'm good enough. I'm not worthy. I want this boy to like me, but I'm not good enough. If she said she wasn't good enough, what would you tell her? What advice would you give her? She said she doesn't feel good enough. She's not worthy. She's not on the same level. You tell her you are worth it. You're always good enough. Exactly. So ladies, why are we so loving to other people, but we don't take our own advice? How many times have you said those things to yourself? Put your hand up. If you felt ugly, if you didn't feel good enough, if you wanted to give up, put your hand up. Everybody felt that way. And what did you tell yourself in the moment? Not all that stuff you just wrote. You didn't tell yourself that. No, you believed what you were saying. They didn't, you didn't have someone to pull you out of it. So why are we so quick to give such good advice but not take our own advice? Right? My favorite saying, one of my favorite sayings is we need to be reminded more than we need to be taught. You know you're beautiful. You know you're worth it. And you know you're good enough. 
So why don't we talk ourselves up? Like we talk our best friends up. Like we talk to our daughters, right? If that person could see themselves through your eyes, they'd never feel not beautiful again, right? That's how amazing they are. And if you could see yourself through their eyes, you'd never question it either. But we're so quick to forget to talk to ourselves like we talk to our best friends and support and encourage and hype up ourselves like we do to our best friends. But it doesn't matter because you are your best friend. You need to be your best friend. Right, ladies? How can you give any love? How can you give any support? How can you give any advice if you don't follow it yourself? How can you say it with conviction? How can you expect that person, that special person, to have confidence, to feel worthy, to feel good enough, to feel beautiful, if you're saying it and you don't believe it? So the best friend paradox is used to, in a situation where you're low, in a situation where you feel like shit about yourself, where you failed, where you can't remember why you're doing this, well, you, you talk to yourself like you're your own best friend. Hype yourself up. You ever been shopping with a, with a friend and you find a dress or they find a dress and it's perfect and you guys just hype each other up like, oh girl, ooh, and you guys hype each other up? Well, that's what you have to do for yourself. You have to be your own hype woman. But we forget. So the best friend paradox is something that you can use when you're really down on yourself, when you're kind of spiraling down because you don't have any other voices pulling you out of that. Be your own voice. Be your own best friend, okay? And now, this best friend paradox, it goes two ways, right? So how would you speak to your best friend? How would you speak to your daughter or your mother? So you speak to them with unconditional love, right? Unconditional support, supporting always, right? but you also uh, speak to them with brutal honesty, right? Those two go hand in hand. If you love somebody, you're honest with someone, right? That makes sense? So here's the thing. If you're going to use this best friend paradox, you have to use it in both ways, okay? If you want it to be successful, okay, and really help elevate your mind in a moment of darkness, you need to use it two ways. So unconditional love. You need to show yourself unconditional love and support like you would your best friend. Then you also have to be brutally honest with yourself, okay? So it's a positive and a negative, right? So you call your best friend out on stuff, right? Who does that? Who's brutally honest with their friends? Let's see hands. Who tells them, like, yeah, girl, you look fat today. That dress makes you look fat. We don't lie. We don't lie to our best friends, right? But we lie to ourselves. So if your best friend or your mother or your daughter, if she was in a horrible relationship, if she was dating a douchebag who never called her, came home late, was just disrespectful. What would you tell her? Put in the comments. What would you tell your friend from you viewing this relationship? What would you tell her? You'd be brutal and brutally honest. Yeah, you deserve better. He's a piece of shit. I love you guys. Exactly. See, so that's what you need to tell yourself in the, in the moment too. So not only do you need to show yourself forgiveness and support and encouragement, you need to be honest with yourself. Okay. Now I want to go over some examples, okay? So how can we apply this principle to your weight loss journey and your health journey? How can we apply that best friend paradox to your journey, okay? Uh, now I'm going to give you guys some examples 
And these are real life examples that I get all the time from clients asking me how to, how do they handle these? Okay. And what you're going to do is you're going to talk to me like I am your best friend. Okay. So problem number one, your best friend is facing or your daughter or whoever it is you're thinking of. Um, you know, I really love my friends, but every time we go out, they always pressure me to eat more. They say I'm too skinny. They say I'm losing too much weight, you know, and, and they make me feel really, really bad, but I, but I like them. They're good people, but every time I go out, I always end up eating badly. So if your friend came to you and said that, what would your advice be to them? What would your obvious advice be to them? So if they came to you with that, with that situation, what do you think your advice would be? Let's see. Ashley, what do you think? Oh, I think Ashley's frozen. I think Ashley's frozen. Let's do Lauren. Lauren, unmute yourself. Tell me what you would tell your best friend in that situation. I'd probably tell them to like avoid going out with their friends um, and if their friends like truly respected you they wouldn't beautiful beautiful that is exactly what I would say you could be a coach Lauren that's exactly what I would say so if you have that problem and your friend comes to you with that problem Lauren just knew the answer right away you guys all knew the answer right away it's not it's not a hard answer what to do Right? You either tell your friends you don't like it and they respect you enough to respect your decision. And if they don't, they're not the type of people you want in your life anyway. So you avoid them. So it's very, very simple from the outside looking in. But now, if you are in that position, you wouldn't know what to do. Is this making sense, ladies? So sometimes you have to use this best friend paradox to look outside of yourself, look outside at the situation. So if this was my best friend, how would I answer this? What advice would I give them? Because I get emails all the time and messages of people saying it's so hard to stay on track at parties, going out with my friends, restaurants, drinking. Like, it's so hard to stay on track. They just keep pressuring me. Well, it's an obvious solution, right? Just because they're good people doesn't mean they're good for you, right? Because we can all agree you are on this journey where you are growing. And you're going to grow with some people and you're going to grow apart from some people, right? Has anybody experienced that yet? Is anybody growing away from people yet? Yeah, a couple people, a couple people. Uh, and, and is it sad? Maybe for a little bit. Is it hard? Definitely at the beginning. But do you feel free? Do you feel more focused? Do you feel more empowered by the small circle you do have? Yes. Okay, so in something like this, you need to take a, a bird's eye view and look on the outside because the answers, ladies, are usually easy, not as complicated as you think, and that's why you need to be reminded more than you need to be taught. So remember that saying, you need to be reminded more than you need to be taught. You know what to do, you just need to hear it in a different way, and you need someone else to remind you, okay? And that somebody can be you if you take advantage of that best friend paradox, okay? Now, another thing, okay, and I get this one a lot, okay, um, I've had, my cramps are so bad, I have endometriosis, I can't get out of bed, I'm vomiting, my, my PMS is so bad, I'm just going to take the week off, maybe the month, take it off until it gets better. What advice would you give your friend if they came to you with that? With, you know, maybe I got sick, I got injured, whatever it may be, I have this medical condition, I'm just going to pause for a second and deal with it. Pause for however long and deal with it. I get this all the time. What would you say to your best friend? Let's see. 
Who do I want to call on? Let's do Vicky. Vicky, let's see if you can work it. There you go. So what would you tell your friend? Um, well, I think it would be depending on what it was, like that endometriosis one, I would say push through. Um, you, you would, because exercise makes you feel better for that one. Mm -hmm. But uh, for the, um, you know, like an injury, it would depend on the injury, on how much they could work through, at least go for a walk or at least, you know, do some part, but exactly. not get them to stop it, but get them to um, look at it a different way, I think. Exactly, exactly. So who's been, who's been injured before, ladies? Who's been injured before? Who's been injured? Who's been sick? Who's been really, really busy where they had to pause things? We had to pause things, okay? Now, if you've been injured or sick before, you know that it's very easy to get overwhelmed. Yes? We all know, right? When you get injured, you're like, fuck this. You're like, why me? Why me? Woe is me. Boo-hoo me. Where's my chicken noodle soup? You know, like we play the victim, right? When we get injured, when we get sick, when something happens to us, our car breaks down, you know, it's like, woe is me. And we are in self-pity mode, okay? But you're talking to your friend, and you can see that your friend is in self-pity mode. What are you going to do? You're going to let your friend wallow in self-pity? Is that productive in any way possible? Like, is that productive in any way? No. So there you go. So you by yourself would be in self-pity, but you'd pull your best friend out of self-pity. So there's that best friend paradox popping in. So you need to say, what would my, my best, best friend tell me in this moment? Somebody who's being, showing me unconditional support. You can get through this. You can do this. This is just a little hiccup. And then being brutally honest. Are you making excuses? Are you really going to give up? Are you really going to do nothing? And just like Vicky said, listen, this is the situation you're in. It doesn't mean you get to stop. Health doesn't get put on hold. So let's figure out a way to keep pushing within your limits. Right? Instead of saying, woe is me, I'm going to hibernate, I'm going to eat Ben and Jerry's in the dark late at night and watch The Bachelor, instead of doing that, you're actually going to keep pushing through. So can you guys see how this simple, simple trick is really, really helpful to help you when you feel alone and when you feel like the world is kind of coming down on you? Because we've all had those days and you will continue to have those days, right? Um, you know, this journey is not linear, okay? It's not up the whole time. It's like a roller coaster. It's zigzags. So they're going to come again. Okay. But can we see how this is helpful? So when you're, you're, you find yourself like really negatively speaking to yourself or you feel yourself giving up or you feel that you are playing the victim role. Okay. Cause everybody here has played the victim role, right? We've all felt sorry for ourselves at one time or another. Yeah. Put your hand up. We've all played the victim. We've all played the victim. Okay. But if you take a second, you say, what would your best friend do? What would you do for your best friend right now? Right? If your best friend was sick, was sick, wouldn't you spoil her? Wouldn't you bring her a treat? Wouldn't you go spend time with her? Well, that's what you do for yourself. Treat her right. Treat yourself right. Take care of yourself. Don't throw it all away. So that's another example, okay? And then the third example I'm going to give that I get uh, very, very often, okay, is uh, it's so hard to eat healthy at my house. My husband eats like crap. Uh, my kids only have junk food snacks. It's the only thing they'll eat when they go to school. I just find it so hard. I'm around it all the time. I can't, I can't do it. I'm going to give in. I can't do it. My husband eats like crap. So your friend comes to you with that problem, ladies. What's your advice? What's your advice? 
And are you seeing how it becomes more and more obvious once we talk through examples? So let's do, I'll do Aoife. I got it right. Aoife, so what would you tell your friend? Um, I'd probably tell her to either ask her husband to change his diet with her. Mm -hmm. And if he's not going to do that, then he can cook for himself while she cooks for herself. Love it. That's perfect. Exactly. Seriously, you say, screw the husband. Screw the husband. Are you the one cooking the meals? So you have control. Are you the one not cooking the meals? So you can just stay out of the kitchen and not look at it. It's very, very obvious. And I see the smiles on your faces. You're like, duh. But the thing is, if you were in that situation, you'd be like, oh my God, this is so hard. I don't want to have that conversation with my husband. He's going to get mad. You know, when we go through this process, the kids are going to not eat. The kids are going to be mad at me. They're going to give me attitude, right? But the, the decision and, and this, this decision-making process and the action to take is so, so simple when you look at it from the outside. When you look at it from the outside, you're able to make an objective decision. And then the hardest part is just following through on that decision. But once you've made the decision, you know what to do. And knowing is half the battle and you're already 50% there, right? Just because you know, doesn't mean you fix the problem, right? Because if your husband is eating like shit, there's a problem. He's unhealthy. He's overweight too. So he needs to go on his own health journey, but he's not ready. He's probably not ready. He's probably not going to want to eat the food you're eating, not the challenge food, not the academy food. He's probably not going to want to exercise with you. And he's probably going to make fun of you or make it even harder for you to be healthy. That's just the, the reality of it. Okay. So it's your job to make sure your environment is structured. So you are tempted as little as possible. And that's so you can stick to it as, as, as much as possible. And not only for yourself, but so you can lead by example. So you getting healthy, you getting, you know, feeling more sexy and confident and wearing the clothes that you want, that's going to make him feel bad, make him feel left behind. And that goes for anybody in your life, kids, parents, friends, they'll see you progressing. And the people that are meant to stay in your life will want to do better because they see you doing better. And the people that are not supposed to be in your life will try to self-sabotage you. Because you doing better, they don't want to do better. So they, them seeing you better makes them feel like shit about themselves for being lazy and not moving and not making any decisions. So that's another thing you have to consider. Okay, so again, looking at this stuff from the outside view, ask yourself, like, what advice would I give this, my, my, my best friend in this situation? And the answer becomes super clear, ladies. Is this making sense? Is this resonating? It's very, very cool to put it in perspective like this. These are three problems that I get asked every day, right? I struggle at parties. Um, I, 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 my husband doesn't eat healthy. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm sick or I'm in pain or I'm injured. This is all part of life. All three of these things are going to happen again and again and again. Sometimes they're going to be really big problems. Sometimes there's going to be a bigger problem that makes them seem small. But they're not going anywhere. And waiting for them to go somewhere is exactly why you are unhappy with your body right now. Because you keep waiting. You wait for the right time. You wait for the right program. You wait for work to die down. You wait for kids to go back to school. Like you keep waiting. And then it becomes harder and harder to pull yourself out of it. But if you start, if you just make a step forward, doesn't matter how big or small, if you just start, you're already a thousand times better than you were yesterday. And that's the goal. 
okay? And to keep you going and to keep you motivated, even on those low days, you need to look at facts over feelings. Facts over feelings. That is the one of our, go our golden five at Fit Queen. So our five principles we live by. One of them is facts over feelings. How do you help looking at facts? You, you introduce the best friend paradox, okay? So now we're talking about how to actually, um, actually implement the best friend paradox in your life. It's facts over feelings. It's just looking at the facts and making a decision based off the facts. And usually we have to look outside of ourselves and say, what advice would we give to somebody else in this position? And then it becomes very clear. And then you know what to do. And then you need to have the courage to do it. Because is making the right decision easy, ladies? No. Is it scary? Is it uncomfortable? Are there uncomfortable conversations? Are there high emotions? But it doesn't matter. If you looked at the facts, you won't care about emotions. If you look at the facts, X, Y, Z, boom, 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 then you know that this plus this equals this. When you look at the facts, anything you put your mind to becomes an equation. That's it. Instead of a guessing game, instead of I think this is going to work, I think I'm on the right track, I feel good, I think my husband's getting healthy. When you look at the facts, it becomes an equation. Two plus two always equals four. If it doesn't equal four, something's going wrong in the equation. Is this making sense, ladies? Is this resonating? I love it. So in the comments, I want you to tell me, what is the biggest negative thought that you tell yourself? What is the biggest negative thought that you tell yourself? What is it? Mine is, I am not worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. That's mine. I've battled it, I still battle it, and it never wins, it doesn't win anymore. I'm going to fail, I don't like the way that I look, it's too late, my body's going downhill from here. I'm not good enough, I'm not capable, it never works. Wow. And now, ladies, switch it. Let's do that best friend paradox. What would you say to them? So that exact sentence you just said, that statement you just said, what would you say to your best friend? What would you say? Write it out. Write it out and comment it. Write it out, read it, take a picture of it. Print it, put it on your wall, put it on your bathroom mirror because that's what you need to hear the most. Yes. Work hard and you get into the best shape of your life. You look beautiful. You are capable and amazing. You can because you can do it again. If you fail, it just means you need to change your mindset. You're an amazing, beautiful human. You're not a victim, you're not a failure. Are you still alive? Then how can it be too late? Oh, that's a beautiful one, I like that one. So not only is this, this fun, this is fun, right? We kind of get to um, play around with our, 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 our minds, but this is really heartwarming, guys. Like, be nice to yourself. Like you've done nothing wrong. You don't deserve hate. You don't deserve these negative self-talks. Like every bad thing that you've ever thought about yourself didn't come from you. Everything negative, every negative way that you view yourself never came from you and it didn't come from anything you've ever done. It's just society's expectations of you that you're not living up to. But who the fuck says society's right? 
who the fuck said society was right? Who gave society and this culture all the power? Nothing you say about yourself that's negative is true. Nothing. And you would say that to your best friend. So you need to start saying it to yourself. There's no room for this self-deprecation in a successful life, in a successful weight loss journey. There's no room for it. It's going to be there, guys. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It will always be there. You'll always have the devil and the angel on your shoulder. The angel will turn into my voice eventually. You'll always have the devil and the angel. But the angel always wins. The angel will always win because you keep practicing feeding the angel. Feed the angel. Don't feed the devil. Okay? And again, that tip, it's super easy. Introduce that best friend paradox. And that feeds the angel immediately. The second you have those negative thoughts, everything you just wrote down in the comments, everything you just wrote down there, the second you think it next, because it's going to happen again. It might happen tonight. It might happen tomorrow. It might happen next month. The next time you catch yourself saying that to yourself in your head, you now know exactly what to say instead. Is that not exciting? Is that not exciting? You're one step closer to becoming your own best friend because you, know, you now know how to start to hype yourself up. You know how to be your own hype woman. And that's so important because no one's going to hype you up. No one's going to support you except yourself. You may have supportive people in your life. You may have people who love you in your life, but nobody is going to support you like you support you. And that is true. That is the hard truth because most people in this world are out for themselves. Consciously or subconsciously, they make decisions in their own best interest. So don't fight that. Don't fight the game. Play the game. If someone else is making decisions in their best interest, you make decisions in your own best interest. Stop worrying about what other people are going to say. Stop worrying about being judged or getting a negative comment or getting in an argument. Do what's best for you because what's best for you is what's best for everybody else around you. If you're happy, if you're healthy, how can anybody be mad? How can anybody not be happy? If you have so much happiness, you're contagious. Like, do you guys all know someone in your life who has contagious energy? We all know that one person in your life that has contagious energy, and maybe it's you. Maybe it's you. But how awesome is it to be around that person? You just always leave feeling happy. You always leave feeling good. And that's what Ryan's like. Ryan, Coach Ryan is really good at that. Everybody leaves and like, man, I like that guy. I don't know why, but I like that guy. It's because he's so positive. It's because not only does he talk to all of you and all of these people as if they're his best friends, but he talks to himself like he's his best friend. And then he's able to share that. And that's, that's a, a crazy crazy thing to accomplish because that paradox, like I said, comes with those two things. So unconditional love for yourself and brutal honesty with yourself. Now, mastering one of those on the alone is, is, is okay. It's not super complicated. But having both of those things at the same time, can you love yourself and call yourself out at the same time? That's hard. That's hard. And you will not be able to do it unless you have the right people in your circle supporting you. I'm, I'm close to mastering it. Ryan's close to mastering it. But we're not perfect. So when I say something stupid like, oh, man, I'm going to skip cardio today. 
oh, my, my ankle's flaring up. And I say it out loud, and Ryan's like, you sound stupid. Go do your cardio. Like, I have someone in my life because I don't accept less from myself. The people I have in my life are just extensions of me and my character and my attitude and my belief system. How many ladies on this call can say that everybody in their circle, in their close circle, has the same values and the same work ethic and the same goal in life? 1% of you? Very few people have a circle that's tight, have a circle that has a, a goal. And that's why we created Fit Queen, because you don't find it. You're not going to find it. We build it. If you build it, they will come. And here you are, right? So I want you guys to remember, remember that statement. Remember that statement that you always say when life's not going well, when you fail, when you look in the mirror, you don't like what you see. That statement that's always there. Remember that. And the next time you say it, flip it. Pretend you're your best friend. Pretend you're shopping and trying on the, the cutest dress ever. You're like, oh girl, you look so cute. Flip it. It's as simple as that. There's nothing complicated about being happier or losing weight or being healthy. It's not complicated. And for anybody who's graduated to the academy, you know that. It's so simple. You just have to keep practicing. And you have to make sure you're practicing the right things not the wrong things. If you keep practicing saying those negative things, well, you're gonna, get, you're gonna get really good at being negative. If you keep letting your husband walk over you and not, and, and eat badly in front of you and you don't say anything, well, that's your fault. If you let your injuries and your sickness turn you into someone wallowing in their pity, that's your fault. You need to make the step to treat yourself like your own best friend, and then act like it. And that starts by rewriting the stuff we say in our head, okay? You only become good at what you practice. So right now on this call, who's practicing a lot of good habits? Everybody on this call is. You guys are all like Lauren, Seema, Matthew, Ishika, like everybody on this call is practicing a lot of good habits. But you still are practicing bad habits. Ones that you know and ones that you don't know that are there. So you're still practicing bad habits. And right now I would say it's more bad than good. Yes, you guys are probably a thousand times better than you were. And that's awesome. And you can be proud and you can pat yourself on the back, but there's still like 50% bad habits left. So you need constant support. You need to constantly check yourself and you need your circle to check yourself. So you can only be practicing the good thing. So you can only be practicing the healthy habits because it is so easy and you guys have been there and I have been there. It is so easy to fall back into old habits. Who's still afraid of their old habits? Who's still afraid of falling backwards? It's there. And that fear takes a really long time to go away. And do you know why it takes a long time to go away? Because you have to prove to yourself that you won't let it win. And you're still afraid of it because you haven't proven that to yourself yet. Does that make sense, ladies? You have not proven to yourself yet that you can do this long-term. That thought is still going to be back in your head. The longer you practice, 
the more assurance you're going to get, the more pride you're going to get, the more evidence you have that you can do it. And why do you want evidence? Because evidence are facts. And facts is what you want to base decisions off of, to base your next actions off of, instead of pure feeling. Raw emotion doesn't get us anywhere. Doesn't get us anywhere. Okay? So comment below, ladies. Let me know your biggest revelation. I want to see where your mind is at. I want to see what you specifically are absorbing from this. What's your key point that you're absorbing? Okay? It's really cool to see um, different people take away different points. Very, very interesting. Okay? And really, guys, that golden five, you guys can comment while I'm still talking, that golden five that I've created, okay, this took me years and years and, like, years and years and years of trial and errors and time and money wasted to figure this out. These golden five are the only things you ever need to know. Five things. But here's the thing. You're not ready to hear all them every day. You're not ready to embrace them every day. And different ones will hit you at different times. And you need to hear them in different ways at different times for them to resonate with you. And that's why these calls are so important because I'll keep hitting you with the same thing, same thing. I'll just say it differently and it will click. And that's what's so cool about this. So let's see. Talk to yourself like you would talk to your best friend. Amen. Sweet and simple. That's, that's pretty much the takeaway. Being best friends with yourself. Absolutely. I am my best friend. We need to love ourselves. Awesome. Because if you consider yourself a compassionate and empathetic, uh, a nurturing person, okay, you're a hypocrite if you don't put that on yourself. You're a hypocrite. And I don't think anybody wants to be a hypocrite. Always counter your negative thoughts with a positive thought. Exactly. They should always be paired together. They should always be paired. Negative, switch it with a positive, and then one day those negatives are frequent, or not as frequent. They're less, um, they show up less often, and that's the goal. Okay, every time you think that thought, think, oh, what am I saying, my best friend? Say it, and you're going to eventually rewire yourself. So every time you have that thought, so I think it was Casey who said, I don't like the way that I look. Right? That was her negative thought. I don't like the way that I look. So instead of saying, I don't like the way that I look, you can say, I'm not happy with my appearance. How am I going to change that? And that simple switch gives you power back. It turns you from a victim to a warrior. It gives you power just by rewording a sentence, right? I don't like the way that I look. It's a complaint. It's an excuse. There's no solution in that statement. I don't like the way that I look right now. What can I do to change that? What can I do to change that? That means you're searching for a solution. And that simple switch, now that thought, that triggered the negative thought, so maybe every time you look in a mirror right now, you say, oh, I don't like the way that I look. After a while, if you say, I don't like the way that I look, how can I change that? Instead, every time you look in the mirror, that will be your automatic thought. That will turn into the automatic phrase that you say to yourself. Instead of the simple, I don't like the way that I look. If you just pair it with that positive phrase or that solution-oriented phrase, that talking to your best friend phrase, that becomes the phrase that pops up in your mind automatically after you practice. So you can get rid of that thought altogether. How free, how free would you feel if you never thought that again? How much space would be open in your mind? How much weight would be lifted off your shoulder if you never said that one phrase? ever again if you never felt that low ever again imagine what you could accomplish imagine with all this free space one of the the biggest things that um i love ryan for and what ryan gave me 
and, and, and gave to me and why I love him so much in our relationship is he gave me the space to be me. He gave me the space to grow. I didn't have to worry about, does he like me? Did I make him mad? Where is he? I didn't have to worry about anything relationship, anything relationship related. I just knew he was there. And because I didn't have that on my head, I grew so much because I had so much more space in my head for things to challenge myself, to grow, to implement, to act. Because I wasn't thinking about that. Because I didn't cloud my mind with emotions. So that's an example there, guys. It's so easy to get clouded by emotions. It's so easy. But if you pair that negative with a positive every time, that positive will become the automatic thought. It won't necessarily be um, a super positive thought, but it will have a solution in it. So we need to stop training our brain with negative thoughts that are victim mentality. We need to change the thoughts and reword them so that they're solution oriented because we're not going to completely get rid of our negative thoughts because we're always going to fail. We're always going to hit roadblocks. But if you turn it into a solution oriented thought, you are 10 times ahead of the game. 10 times ahead of the game. Where in the past you would have fallen off and you would let that thought consume you. Because who fell off in the past? Because they stopped seeing results and thought they would never get there. And they said, well, I'm just gonna give up because it's not working anyway. How many people have thought that? Probably everybody. I thought that seven times. It took me seven times to lose my weight, seven times. I failed six times. And it wasn't until the seventh time that I figured it out and I stopped being victim and I stopped saying, why can't this happen? Why is, why is this me? Why can't I lose weight? Oh my God, it's never going to happen. And I said, how am I going to figure out so this, so this can happen? Because there's nothing that I've tried has worked. So I created it. I created Fit Queen because nothing worked. If that's not the biggest solution, solution I've ever made in my life, I don't know what it is. I couldn't lose weight with anything I tried. So instead of saying it's not going to work for me, I created my own company to do it. How cool is that? Seriously, that's probably my biggest, biggest solution-oriented action I've ever done. Instead of saying, woe is me, I've wasted hundreds of thousands of dollars on program, 10 years of my life, I'm still nowhere. I said, fuck it. I'm going to stop trying everything else and I'm going to create my own. How cool is that? That's how much power you guys have. That is how much control you can have. But you need to realize it and you need to open up your mind so you can actually start implementing it and reaching your potential because everybody's got potential, but not everybody has, has the wisdom and the support system to reach it because reaching your potential requires a lot of uncomfortable conversations with other people and yourself. That's why it's so important to implement that best friend paradox where you have unconditional love for yourself, but you also allow yourself to be brutally honest. And when you're brutally honest, you don't judge yourself. You're not gonna say, oh, that's an excuse, you idiot. You're not gonna talk to yourself that way. You say, that's an excuse, stop being lazy. I don't wanna be lazy. I don't wanna be a lazy person. I don't wanna identify myself with that characteristic, so I'm gonna change it. So it's a very, very important key. Okay, so Linda says, talk to myself the way that I talk to my daughter. Respect yourself because in reality, when you're putting ourselves down, yeah, you don't respect yourself. The most basic form of self-respect, ladies, the most basic form of self-respect 
is exercise and nutrition. That's the least you can do for yourself. That's the least. That's like the foundation. That is the bare minimum. Moving and fueling yourself properly. That is self-respect. Binge drinking, binge eating, negative self-talk, that's not self-respect. So when you lay the foundation of fueling yourself properly and moving yourself, you now have created habits. You've now influenced those around you. You've changed your routine. You've changed your environment. You've changed your thought processes. And once your thought processes are changed, then you can level up. And then there are so many more levels of self-respect. My biggest level of self-respect, I, I, I have to grow. If I'm not growing and challenging myself, if I'm not learning something new or putting myself, like every day, guys, every day you should be doing something that you fail at. Can anybody say they're there? Not yet, but you'll get there. Every day you should be putting yourself in a situation where you're going to fail because that's the only way we learn and we grow. So the way I show my, myself self-respect is I make myself grow. I make myself uncomfortable and I make myself do things that I don't want to do. If, if my voice in my head says, I don't want to do it, I'm like, fuck, that means I have to do it now. That's what that means to me. So that's my form of self-respect. I've made it to that level. Right now, guys, basic form, proper fuel and movement. That's self-respect. Anxiety or, or, or exercise is the most uh, underused depression med medication. Okay, and, and nutrition is the most underused anxiety medication. If your body's healthy, your mind is healthy. If your mind is healthy, your body's healthy. And it's a cycle, okay? If your body's unhealthy, your mind is healthy. And if your mind is unhealthy, your body's healthy, unhealthy. And then you get stuck in a cycle. Who's been stuck in the cycle? You get one healthy, but the other one doesn't change. So then it drives you back. Is this sounding familiar? Too many people just focus on the body and they leave the mind behind. So they fall back to where the mind is. Your body follows your mind, your mind follows your body. So you better be, you better be elevating both. Otherwise you're not gonna elevate. You're gonna make it here and then back here, here and then back here. And you're gonna do this your entire life. You wanna do this your entire life? 10 years from now, if you're in the same spot, you're gonna be happy? No, but guess what? 99% of women are going to be in the same spot they were now in 10 years. They're going to end up just like their parents and their grandparents, broken and on a bunch of medication because they don't realize it's not just elevating your body, it's elevating your mind. Bring them both up. And then you stay here. If you bring them both up, this is your new level. Then when you level up, even if you fall, you're still at that higher level instead of always falling back down to level zero by jumping program to program, by never pushing yourself, by never sticking with anything, by thinking you can go in alone when you've proven that you can't because you failed every time up until now. And that's a conversation I had with myself. That was me being my best friend. I had to have that conversation with myself before I finally lost the weight the seventh time. I had that conversation. I was brutally honest. I was brutally honest with myself and where I was at and what I, what I was doing wrong. And then I unconditionally supported myself because I forgave myself. Is anybody still, is anybody mad at themselves? Is anybody not forgiven themselves for something? For taking so long to get here? For failing? For cheating? For not sticking to something? 
We're still mad at ourselves. We're still disappointed at ourselves. But you wouldn't be to your best friend. You forgive them. You forgive them like that because you know they're good people and you know they'll do better. And you're a good person and you will do better. So forgive yourself. Be brutally honest, confront it, and then forgive yourself and move on. And that's how you grow. And that's how you implement the best friend paradox.